I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Everybody, welcome in to the allegedly award-nominated number nine ranked NCAA honorably mentioned, uh, you know, all that good stuff. You know the deal. And, of course, we're viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box podcast. It's KB and Deej. It's episode number 259. We got a lot to dive into. We got NLL recap, one of the biggest trades of the last decade in the NLL happened earlier this week that I may or may not have predicted, not the team per se, but predicted that this player would get traded in our preview episode. Uh, We're going to dive into our picks of the week for this upcoming week, Deej's State of the Fandom, all that good stuff. Plus, we called our shot over on on the tweet machine. We called our shot today. We said, you know what? We're going to do this uh, because you guys seem to like when we have guests on the show. And, you know, sometimes life gets in the way and it's it's difficult to schedule guests consistently. But DJ and I also just like chopping it up, the two of us. But we called our shot. We'll get into that later in the show as well. Plus, college lacrosse starts this weekend. So, whole lot of stuff to dive into. Plus, the PBLA folded for this year. Crazy. Uh, we'll get into everything, but before we get started, make sure you guys are following us at OTB Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Guys, we're at 1,472 on Twitter. Get us to 1,500. God damn it. We are that close. Like, so close we can almost <coughs> taste it. Uh, I feel like Natasha Bedingfield, like, release your inhibitions. Feel the rain on our skin. Now, I'm not going to continue because I don't want us to get demonetized, even though we're not a monetized channel yet on YouTube. But just follow us on the socials at OTB Laxpod. Follow Deej on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever the hell you get your podcasts. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave a five star rating and review. Let us know how you're feeling about the state of lacrosse. You know, give us your college lacrosse predictions in your review. We will read the reviews on the show. We've done it in the past. If you leave a five-star review on Apple, we'll read it on the show. It really helps the show continue to grow. Lacrosse doesn't have like a niche chart on Apple Podcasts, so we're just clobbered right in with all the big sports podcasts, and it's tough for people to find us. So go subscribe, leave a five-star review. Let's get on the charts. Let's do this damn thing. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. That's where you get full video episodes of every 
episode of OTB. You get interviews. You get OTB cast live streams, which I'm sure we'll be planning one in the near future. Uh, you get original content, shorts, all that good stuff is over on our YouTube channel. We're at 371 subscribers right now. Get us to 400. We're that close. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And make sure you guys go get your merch from our friends at PHI Apparel Company. They are our official merch providers for all of our podcasts here at Underground Sports. Official OTB merch is on the website. If you're a fan of, of the Birds or the Chiefs, we got our amazing big game shirt. Gear up. If you order now, you'll have it in time for the big game on Sunday, February 12th. Go get that thing. We're trying to make it a number one bestseller on the website. You can get OTB merch as well. And you're going to stand out when you go to your favorite NLL teams games, you go on the road for the PLL, your favorite college team games. We want to see OTB merch in college stadiums this season. PHIPeril.co. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch. Go get it now. They're shipping pretty quickly right now. You'll get your merch by the middle of next week if you go in order right now while you're listening to this. PHIapparel.co. Make sure you use that code, code UNDERGROUND, for 10% off. So make sure they know that we sent you. And tag us when you get your merch so we know where you're rocking your OTB merch across the nation. Deej, what the fuck is popping, brother? Man. Life is <clears throat> life is rolling. Uh, first off, happy Black History Month. Facts. Um, so just wanted to get that out there. This is not excited. a plug either. Go watch the, the PLL uh, video that they put out that they showed like a tease of, I think, during Seattle weekend or Dallas weekend. Um, awesome piece of content. Like, go watch that. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so excited for that. Uh, getting rolling on and, and always uh, – one of the one of my favorite months of the year so uh obviously got that going on um but like things are about to get real busy for for the guy you know um getting into conditionings and stuff with my kids so season starts in in technically a month for you know first real practices is, is in a month and, and we got we got games a month after that we're so. We're both on the high school lacrosse grind this spring. Different different grinds in, in, in that respect, but But we're both out there. I, I don't know if I announced this on the show. I'm commentating. I'm doing broadcast for high school lacrosse in Vineland this year. That's gonna be fun, man. That that's gonna Very be Very excited. I'm gonna see the boys. I'm gonna see the boys because Vineland plays Saint Joe, coached by Bryce Young. And they play Saint Augustine Prep, assistant coached by Charlie Kitchen. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Chop it up very a little excited. bit. Very maybe very maybe excited. get them get them behind a mic. Sometimes. Hey. hey, we calls them as we sees them. Might talk about that a little later. Facts. Um, but we're gonna dive into NLL Week Nine recap. It's brought to you by our friends. I don't think we've advertised these guys just yet on this show. Our new partners, our new friends for the network over at Dubby Energy. Guys, DJ and I are recording these episodes after long work days at day jobs. We're always beat, and Dubby Energy has us covered. Now, you're probably wondering, you know, 
why are you talking to us about this energy stuff? You know, it's always got jitters and crash. No. W Energy, they're going to war on big energy, Teach. This is their new campaign. They're declaring war on big energy. Bye-bye uh, to big, jittery energy, because W's up next. Uh, they were tired of big energy favoring profit over quality and making energy drinks loaded with jitters, maltodextrin filler, artificial colors and dyes, sugars, and other BS. Take a peek yourself on the nutrition labels. They grew upset with these types of energy drinks and decided to wage war on big energy by releasing their own energy drinks, which are cleaner and jitter and crash free. Here's to paving the road for a better future for energy drinks, where the status quo is no longer profits over quality, where quality matters, and where energy drinks don't get a bad rap for being unhealthy and harmful to consume. So, you guys can help wage the war on big energy. Check out their war on big energy capsule that they have on their website. Awesome merch. We have the uh, wartime black camo flag in the studio here. It's so sick. Uh, they just released a new Black Widow Dubby Shaker. Uh, so, it's a black shaker with a red uh, Dubby logo on it. And the, the star of the big war on energy is the big energy tears energy drink tub which is blue raspberry flavored which i have been told and seen on social media that it tastes like one of two things either you're blue icy without the brain freeze or it tastes just like blue sour patch kids I who doesn't love the blue flavor yeah it doesn't really go wrong i mean i love the blue. i love the blue flavor and W was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crash, and their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented NeuroFactor, which has been proven in clinical studies to help enhance brain performance. Like, come on. Uh, w contains no calories, no sugar, no maltodextrin, no fillers, and no artificial colors, and it's made by professionals right here in the U.S. of A. So you guys can go to W.GG. Use code UNDERGROUND, and you get 10% off any and all orders when you shop at W.GG. Get that energy. My favorite so far, my personal favorite, is the Dragonade, which is dragon fruit and pink strawberry lemonade. It's delicious. I also saw them tweet from their official account that they were told if you mix the Dragonade with Sprite, you got a nice little W cocktail right there. Uh, so go to W.GG and do... Be better with your energy drink choices. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off. Week 9 recap, Deej. It's in the books for the NLL. Halifax Thunderbirds give the Rochester Nighthawks their first loss of the season, 17-7. Things fell off the rails in the third quarter for the Philadelphia Wings against the Buffalo Bandits on Kevin Finner in retirement night. 13-9, the Bandits win. The Buffalo Bandits then go to New York and beat the Riptide 16-10. Saskatchewan topped Las Vegas 15-10. Toronto in overtime in the TSN game of the week gets a dub over Calgary 11-10. San Diego beats the Dylan Wardless Colorado Mammoth 13-9. And then Panther City ties the season record for goals in a game and tops Vancouver 20-7. So your standings right now, the Rochester Nighthawks still in first place in the East at 6-1. and one. 
Buffalo at six and two, Toronto at five and two, Halifax at four and three, Albany at two and three, Philadelphia at two and four, New York at one and five, and Georgia at zero oh and four. And then in the West, San Diego at five and one, Saskatchewan and Colorado at three and two, Panther City at four and three. I think it's very funny looking at the standings graphic right now on the website. <laughs> Panther City's like everyone. It says like Seals, Rush, Mammoth, Roughnecks, Desert Duck. Panther City just says Lacrosse Club. <laughs> Calgary's at three and three. Las Vegas at one and five. Vancouver at one and six. Uh, what stood out to you from this past week, DJ? Obviously, Rochester loses for the first time. Panther City dominates Vancouver once again. Uh, Dylan Ward was a late, 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 late scratch against San Diego. The game of the week was certainly the game of the week. Uh, and the Wings once again just fell apart in the third quarter. Um, I would have to say the Wings game. Um, we talked a little bit off pod, especially with uh, a move we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and, and I'm still concerned with the lack of scoring um, that the Wings are facing. They they have way too talent. <clears throat> excuse me, way too talent of the offense to go through that that lack of scoring. I mean, I just – Blaze started the year so hot, but he also wasn't getting any help. Rambo came through, you know, with hat trick here and there. But, like – And Blaze is still hot. Like, yes. Yeah. It's like the team, it's either Blaze – and thankfully, like, Ben McIntosh had his in this game. Um, you know, if there's an overhead camera, he probably has another goal in this game, and momentum swings completely in the other direction, but – the refereeing in this game and no, not that I ever like to blame refs for the result of a game, but this game, the refs fucking were horrific across the board. Um, there's two goals that should have been goals for the wings that were not allowed. Um, they were just bad, but the thing that stands out to me about the wings and what is kind of plaguing them right now, they need to just get together at their training facility the day before a game when they practice and just pass the fucking ball because my God, dude, you as a coach would be furious. The way oh, that I'm, I'm seeing these guys pass I watch the it. ball. I, I watch it. It blows my mind. You would think that like they've never passed a lacrosse ball in their life. And I don't know if it's just like the, the pressure on them to, you know, try to be perfect because of where they are right now in the standings and everything. But my goodness, man, the last two games, their passing has been horrific. It's led to just like costly turnovers that end up leading to opponents getting goals off turnovers. Like this game against Albany, I am determined to keep a tally to see how many points off turnovers potentially Albany scores. Uh, this weekend because it is mind-blowing how many points off turnovers they have given up these last two weeks because this game against Buffalo especially, the Wings could have won this game. It was firmly in, in hand. They were outplaying them the entire first half. And then oh, I don't know what has happened at halftime, but they come out in the third quarter so 
flat and just like there's nothing there. They lose the energy and momentum that they had. Something's got to change there. Something did change this week, which we'll get into. Um, but, man, it was just disheartening. But I do have to say the ceremony for Kevin Finneran was amazing. Maddie Cord, who is the voice of the Sixers now, was the voice of the Philadelphia Wings back when Finneran was playing at the Spectrum. Uh, you know, introduced him and, and did the entire ceremony there. Awesome job. And I do have to say, even with the Wings struggling right now, you know, being at two and four, um, the crowds at the Wells Fargo Center, man, have been the best I have ever seen. It's unreal the amount of people and support that is coming out even when they're down, but you got to start producing. Otherwise that's going to go away real quick. Um, Buffalo getting a, a two and O weekend was, you know, good for them. That stood out to me. Um, not that it's a surprise per se, um, but it's tough to go night game in Philly, have to get on the bus, go to New York, and then you're playing the next day. Um, so they had themselves a weekend, uh, Toronto and Calgary duking it out job well done by both teams even in a loss for calgary like to push toronto to overtime like that great job um and i think it's time that we have a eulogy and uh a, a send-off because are we talking about the elephant in the room now uh the vancouver Warriors season is over oh i was talking <laughs> about the other elephant in the room but yeah we can talk about that one first for sure uh I, here, I, dearly I, beloved I, we are gathered here today uh, this is the to way lay this to rest. This is the official one because I wrote them off two weeks ago. I had my to own. lay to rest the Vancouver Warriors season. Let me let me bow my head out of respect uh, and, and you let us do, let us bow things. our heads and uh, have a moment of silence for the 2022-2023 Vancouver Warriors. Thank you. Um, the Warriors are one in six. It early indications is looking like the boy. Logan Schuss is done for the year with a knee injury. Uh, wishing him all the best and, you know, a, a quick, healthy, successful recovery. And then the the big move that happened this week. Mitch Jones gets traded to the Philadelphia Wings, which I said on our season preview pod, rewind, go to the tapes. Let's go, let's go to the tapes. I said Mitch was going to get traded this year. I didn't say where. I just said it was going to be to a contender, which Philadelphia very may still could be a contender because their remaining games are all against the East. So they're just going to be, you know, dogpiling against guys that they got to, you know, leapfrog in the standings. I didn't see this move coming whatsoever. Uh, I just saw that the uh, Off the Crossbar podcast tweeted, you know, a, a gif that something was going to be happening. I didn't think it was going to be of this magnitude. Um, but Mitch Jones gets traded to the Philadelphia Wings from the Vancouver Warriors in exchange for, oh, and it is confirmed, Logan Schuss is on the season-ending uh, injured reserve. So wishing all the best to the boy. Um, but Mitch Jones that's traded tra- to the Wings. Tragic, yeah, especially at age 32. Like, that's tough. Um, so Mitch Jones to the Wings in exchange for Steph Charbonneau. The Wings' first-round pick in 2023 and a second-round pick in 2024. I love Sharbs. He was one of the the five remaining guys from year one of the Wings coming back, the lone defenseman 
uh, from that group as well. I'm going to miss him. He was great to me and everybody in the media. Good locker room guy. Very fun to be around. I think it sucks to lose him. Um, but when you can get Mitch Jones for that package, you can't say no to that. And I think the Wings making this move is massive. I think it's telling that even before, like when they traded for Tate Catoni earlier this year, who I think he's been pretty solid for them so far as a role player. Um, I think that was just to get some lefty depth. This is telling to me, and almost 100% confirms it, but I'm going to say 99% confirms Kyle Jackson will not be playing in the NLL this year. Um, but going out and getting Mitch Jones to pair with Ben McIntosh, Joe Reseteritz, Matt Rambo, Blaze Reardon, Kyle Matisse, that is Paul Day swinging for the fences and saying, let's fix this offense. We're struggling on the left side, and we need a guy who's going to produce. And that's Mitch Jones. He's an MVP candidate. He's the OG backpack boy on this podcast, friend of the program. Um, I think you and I both would have been stunned if somebody from the future came and told us earlier this year that Mitch Jones would be traded for a package of a player and one first round pick and one second round pick in the future. Like that seems like drastic underpay. I love this move for the wings. I don't know how much defensive depth they have now <laughs> with Sharps on the, on the way out. So that's a little tough, but this kind of tells me too that Kyle Matisse is going to be playing more of a defensive role in the transition game than the offensive side of things. And now you have three big boys up front in Mitch, Joey Rez, and Ben McIntosh, along with your OG guys of Blaze and Rambo. That's a big, that's a five headed monster right there. If you can't score, I'm going to set the bar here. You tell me if I, if this sounds about accurate. If the Wings can't average for the remainder of the season 14 and a half goals a game with those five guys, something's wrong. Um, that's a tie high in my opinion, unless they're going to pop off in like four weeks and just ride that momentum for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying like the the collective like average goals scored for well, that five. I'm saying they're gonna have to pop off and score like Halifax was at the beginning of the year yeah. kind of thing because it's gonna take a little bit of time for Mitch Jones to get into this offense and it's gonna disrupt what they have going on now. It's gonna be weird. I do forget That's, if like he it's, was... it's a devil's advocate kind of thing here, but chemistry... I forget if he ever played under McComb. I don't know that. If if he has, somebody comment on YouTube for us and let us know. Um, so I don't know if he's played in Macomb's system before or not. But, I mean, like when Paul Day came on, you know, everybody's been trying to mimic Jeff McComb's system. They have the guy. Um, so I don't know because I know Mitch played for Buffalo before he went to Vancouver. Um, so I don't know if he was I mean, ever... the system is one thing, but the players are another. Yeah. Chemistry is chemistry. Like, 
they they still got to figure each other out in the sticks and everything. And they're still doing that with Joey Raz, really. And, like, you can see how that's affecting his game. So, like, do I have optimism that Miss Jones is going to come in and help and, like, boost this team exactly where they want to be right away? Yeah. But am I also being realistic and understanding that he could – run into the same problem that Joey Rez is running into. And now you got two all-star guys trying to find their keep on a team that should be near the top of the East. Like it's such an unknown that I do still think Philadelphia won the trade, but I just can't confidently move forward saying that like this offense is exponentially better already on paper, of course, but like to see it, I can't see it for one game either. Like if they come out this next game and it pops off, I'm not going to be sold on it. I got. They got one hell of a test because they play Albany, and we all know that Albany defense. So right. I mean, if they did it, it would be impressive. And I'd be like, okay, this this is the potential I want to see. But now let me see it three, four, five games in a row. Then I have nothing to say to you. Your offense got exponentially better off of one one move. Very good job. But other than that, I'm going to question it until I can see consistency. And that's I think what, the good thing with Mitch, though, too, is like not only does he score, but he racks up assists. Like he can pass the ball, and like we mentioned earlier, like that's been a fucking issue almost all year for the Wings, especially the last two weeks. So that's a bonus. Uh, it's also a bonus that Mitch has a number upgrade with the Wings. He's wearing number twenty-four. Um, I think he's going to look smooth in that Wings number twenty-four. Um, but I mean, threads. Those new threads are nice. The, the legacy jerseys were beautiful. I hope they keep those in the rotation for like a once a year thing every year because those were gorgeous. Um, but I know you and I talk about this a lot too, but I think for an on paper trade, if you're telling me a first, uh, my first round pick this year is Mitch Jones, I'm cool with that. And you're telling me my second round pick in 2024 is Mitch Jones. I'm cool with that. Pretty much. Um, I think Sharps is going to thrive as a culture reset in Vancouver. I think he's going to be a, a main piece of their rebuild because it's clear what Vancouver's doing. They're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see You know what other moves happen with them. Apparently they're not done. They released Ethan Woods this week. They signed Aaron Bold back to the roster. Um Vancouver just they have a lot of things to figure out and trading Mitch Jones as painful as it is for Vancouver Warriors fans it was the right move for them to kind of kickstart this rebuild you know it, it was time you know the amount of amount of years that Mitch and Logan have been there and just nothing has materialized no matter what they've done it's time to to hit that reset button in Vancouver so Mitch Jones will be active this weekend uh, as well for the Wings against Albany. So I'll get to see the boy uh, playing in Philadelphia, which will be a lot of fun. Hopefully get to talk to him after the game. Um, we'll see uh, what happens. You know, the guys were also more optimistic uh, after that Wings game against Buffalo than they were, obviously, against Toronto. Coach Day apologized probably like seven times for dropping an F-bomb. Um, but they felt more optimistic about where the team was heading and you know just a a couple things here and there didn't go their way like I mentioned like two goals got overturned that should not have um but 
overall it was a much better like vibe after the game, even though it was a loss, um, than it was against Toronto. But Mitch Jones is now a Philadelphia wing. Deed, you already eliminated Vancouver from your state of the fandom. It's brought to you by our friends over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. They got sunglasses. They got blue light glasses. Protect those eyeballs, guys. You only get one pair of them. Uh, but you can get as many pairs of Tomahawk Shades as you want. And when you go to TomahawkShades.com and get your small batch eyewear for a fraction of the price of those big retailers, you already get another discount here with our code USP for 25% off at checkout. That's TomahawkShades.com. Use code USP for 25% off your order. Deed, your state of the fandom following week nine in the NLL. Has anything switched up? following those games um i wasn't aware that georgia was doing that bad um i don't think there's enough to save them at this point um stinger is you know they don't uh, follow us they don't follow us and their record is bad uh three strikes you're out uh, pretty simple. Um, Damn, they, they got fired on their week off. I think twice. Man. I think you eliminated Georgia last week, too, so they got double elimination. I might have, yeah. But I don't think I did, but I might have. I might have. Don't call two, me on two that. Two weeks off. We'll go don't to the tapes. Go to the tapes! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, I, I don't think um, anybody else deserves any rap. Um, Albany is like got a weird place in my heart yeah i don't just don't dislike them but i don't like them felt that. Kind of just cool. so many like, so many dudes on that team that are our boys <laughs> yeah yeah but it's also like something about them that's just like uh i don't know how to really explain yeah it. like uh we, we'll keep it like, light on albany because we might be making like, a trip there in april <laughs> they like that person that that you chill with, but only when your friend around, because they your friend, friend, but not your friend. So you just, but like they, they cool, but you just be like, I'm not gonna hang with them if they not around. So like, <laughs> I in the friend circle that's outside your friend circle. Yeah, yeah. They're in your so, acquaintance circle. Definitely, <laughs> big time acquaintance. Uh, but uh. Halifax still in the mix. A little more respect this week. Um, Creeping close to the top five. Uh, They had a hot start to the year. And kind of just the way some of the guys are playing, Jake Withers, uh, Stotsy, those kind of guys. They're just back with that swagger. So Yeah. And their color scheme. Color scheme is big with them. And I love the color scheme, so. Nothing has changed too much other than Georgia possibly getting the double elimination. First time in show history. There it yep. is. Uh, which brings us to the Week 9 OTB Awards, brought to you by our friends over at Trophy Smack. Guys, there's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk than with our friends at Trophy Smack. They got belts. They got rings. They got trophies. They got last place awards, golden toilet seats, metal wall art. You name it, they got it. I'm sure you're playing in fantasy lacrosse leagues right now. Gear up. It's never too late to upgrade it. So go to 
trophysmack.com slash underground and upgrade your fantasy smack talk today. That's trophysmack.com slash underground. trophysmack.com slash underground. Upgrade your fantasy smack talk. DJ, I think we start with the rookie of the week this week because I think there's only one in mind for me, uh, and that is Bobo Hunter. Phenomenal performance during Every Child Matters initiative kickoff with his grandmother's name on the turf. Goes out, has his first career hat trick, pops off against Rochester, does the damn thing. I think Bobo Hunter's a no-brainer for the Rookie of the Week. Big facts. That was who I was coming in with. Had him penciled down. I was like, I have no questions on this. Uh, good luck. It literally balled out. No other way to say it. Um, goalie of the week. I think there's a couple options. I think I think the boy who don't stop me here, but I think Nick Rose is in the MVP conversation. I think Nick Rose is up for OTB award for goalie of the week, and I also think uh, homie from Panther City. Nick Damude, also up for goalie of the week, where in this game he got pulled with about like 10 and some change left, uh, got the win, only gave up six of the seven goals that Vancouver scored, had 33 saves. That's pretty fucking good in 49 and a half minutes to only give up six goals in an NLL game. What did what did uh, CDB do this week? Christian Del Bianco uh, in a loss, unfortunately, for the Roughnecks. Right. So it was a tough game there. Um, but Christian Del Bianco did have himself a game now that it's coming to mind here. Uh, CDB, 11 goals against, 34 saves in 60 minutes and 24 seconds. Also... I think people were, like, championing for him to have, like, three assists in this game, but it wasn't official, uh, according to the stat sheet here. Uh, Let me see if it's actually on the scoring breakdown here. Christian Del Bianco, one assist. I say he had at least one because it was a dime. Yeah. So he did have assist. It was a, and that it was, was like off a crazy. Assist. That was off a crazy save too. It was Del Bianco to Shane Simpson to Zach mm-hmm. Curry. And I think some people were saying that like another one of Simpson's assists should have been Christian Del Bianco's. Maybe. Um. Great goalie performances across the board. Also, even though they lost, like Zach Higgins was standing on his fucking head against the Bandits, like he looked great. Uh, also, Christian Del Bianco's backup being named, his last name is Bland. <laughs> what an awful last name. I feel terrible for him. What about, um, Eric Penny? Eric Penny. We haven't talked much about him. Or, sorry, Alex Bouquet. Yeah. We haven't talked much about Alex Bouquet either for that back, but... Okay. The rush look himself. The rush look a thousand times better this year. Uh, 
10 goals against 40 saves. And the dub against Vegas. I think I'm... Goalie isn't so clear-cut this week. I know. I think I'm leaning Nick Damiud. Because they blew him out? Well, I mean, he only gave up six goals, which is the fewest of the week. Well, he only saw 39 shots. Fair. Fair argument. You know, that that's the tough thing about, like, goalie performances is is a 39 shot 33 save performance better than a 65 shot you know 51 save performance 52 save performance um else play just double checking here nothing really well actually actually not to be a well actually guy but double checking something here just to anyway uh well actually goalie Go- of the week i think should go to matt vince played two games that's fair back-to-back nights 42 saves against the riptide um and he then against the both. wings he had Forty-six saves, so eighty-eight saves in a weekend. Two wins. Played the full game in both games. I think Matt Vince gets the nod. Actually, I'm very down for that. So Vino played so Bobo good Hunter, right over my head. Uh, offensive player of the week. Go back to Panther City and just see who scored. Somebody had a crazy game this week, I thought. Oh, it's producer Donnie. Yeah. D- producer d- Donnie's he... offensive player of the week, boys. Didn't he have like I think we go co actually. I think it's it's from the same game. Will Malcolm and Producer Donnie. Didn't one of them have thirteen? Will Malcolm had thirteen, five goals, eight assists. Producer Donnie had four goals, eight assists. Yeah, I think 13 is, like, Will Malcolm's one of, like... And Will Malcolm had nine Lucy's. Donnie had one. (laughs) He he said, they pay me to score goals. I think we go co-offensive player of the week. It's Jonathan Donville, Will Malcolm. For two teammates to combine for 25 points in a game is bonkos. Man, you ain't seen some field lacrosse. I mean, I have, but for nah. th- these guys. Like, Donnie's playing in his first year. Yeah, but Donnie's a beast. And this ain't really of his course first he year is. playing box because he looked His first guy. year at NLL. Yeah, but it's all the same. You see me You're about to get canceled. canceled. <laughs> 
I see me trying to get canceled. I'm talking out oh, my ass man. on purpose. It's so it's so fun to do that sometimes. Like I just hope everybody knows. Like when I say stuff like that, it is totally Ontario on boys about to be after you. <laughs> it is totally on purpose. I don't. It's gonna care. be little Ontario. Ooh, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> like I know y'all gonna cancel me, so it's not for real. That's why I always retract. And let y'all know it's all BS. I'm all for it though. The the Panther yeah. City that dismantled them. It the was, Panther City pals. Jonathan Donville, Will Malcolm. Uh and then defensive player of the week. Uh let's see here. Uh Let's take a look over in Halifax. Because to shut down that Rochester Nighthawks offense, I am kind of leaning, even though he's technically a transition player, kind of leaning Ryan Tarafanko. Had three points in the game. He had a goal and two assists. 15 loose balls. Led the team. More than Jake Withers. <laughs> Which is crazy. Uh, kind of did it all. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else. And I mean, Graham Hasek had a goal and an assist. Five loose balls, one block, two cause turnovers. What about somebody from Buffalo, maybe? Uh, They didn't give up too many goals this weekend. As well, let's see. Buffalo. Um, So, against the Wings... Steve Priolo had 10 loose balls, two blocks, three calls turnovers. What did he have against the Riptide? Uh, he also had three assists against the Riptide, eight loose balls, one block, two calls turnovers. I think Pri- Steve Priolo. I like it. Priolo's been he's been playing at a high caliber level all year, really. And- I mean, he gets some respect, but we could definitely argue not. Yeah. So there it is. Defensive Player of the Week, Steve Priolo. <laughs> Offensive Player of the Week will be co-winners of Producer Donnie and Tony Malcolm, or was it Will Malcolm? Oh, I lost the page. Will. Yeah, Will Malcolm. Uh, goalie of the Week, Matt Vince. And your Rookie of the Week, Bo, Bo Hunter. And those are your Week 9 OTB Awards. Brought to you by our friends over at Trophy Smack. This is the Week 10 preview before we get into our picks. This is what Week 10 is looking like. We got a nice little slate of games this weekend. Uh, on Friday, we don't get started until 9 o'clock. Only one game on Friday. It is the Georgia Swarm and the Colorado Mammoth. Zed Williams game. 
uh, Zed, formerly of the Georgia Swarm. Zed versus Lyle. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then on Saturday, this is our schedule. 6 p.m., Calgary at Halifax. 7 p.m., New York at Toronto. 7 p.m. as well, Albany at Philadelphia, which I'll be there for the Mitch Jones Philly debut. Then 7.30, we get Rochester at Buffalo. 10 o'clock, it's a purple people eater battle. Panther City at San Diego. 10 o'clock, Saskatchewan at Vancouver. And then 10.30, Colorado's got two games this week, Colorado at Las Vegas. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them things this week. Which games are standing out to you? Uh, Rochester, Buffalo. Buffalo coming off a of back-to-back, playing well, 2-0 on the weekend. Uh, moving forward, a lot of momentum the last uh, couple of weeks, looking very good. Possibly, they're pretty much playing for first in the East. Uh, they are playing for first yeah, in the East. That's true. So, um, that's huge, huge game implications 100% of the time. Um, but also Rochester getting their first L. How do they bounce back? Um, Albany, Philadelphia. Mitch Jones, new offense, basically, quote-unquote. Um, anytime you add a player of that caliber, the offense completely changes. Whether people want to admit that or not, it does. Um, so playing against a defense like Albany is is tough in that regard. So And it's a rivalry kinda, because – Albany I mean, was the Black course. Bulls, and then they were but Wings before. So that, that's separate storyline. We don't care about that as much right now. Um, I'll that'll see just it, I'll it, see myself <laughs> out. <laughs> it, it, it's just gonna be fun to see, you know. Um, kind of just does that defense take control, or does the offense fight back a little bit, and then? How much fun does the Albany offense have with Philadelphia's defense? Um, Calgary, Halifax. They hate each other, it seems. The Tyson Bell Like, so that'll be that'll be. Who's fun. got the biggest rodeo in Canada, baby? And then uh, none, of the, none of the night games excite me on Saturday. But uh, I do. I am kind of intrigued by Panther City in San Diego. And I... I did for a second, but I feel like Dan Levitard's dad. See, see, I'm very intrigued. Not enough for me to talk right now about it over in New York, Toronto. Um, for whatever reason, well, I'm game... just saying from the from the night games. Oh yeah, for sure. I, if I, I had to watch one game. of those, it's going to be that one. Um, Colorado Vegas is kind of a close second because Vegas, even though they're one and five, they're just like they're frisky. But Colorado hasn't played good enough this year for me. No Dylan Ward, though. Still, they haven't played good enough for me this year. Uh, yeah, Vegas might get another win. New York and Toronto are very – I don't know what it is about the, this matchup, but they bring fireworks every time. Um, Toronto is one of those teams that makes New York bring out their best, question mark, around that. I don't know what it is. Maybe they don't like – Tom Schreiber coming and carving him up every time he's home. I, I don't know, but it's a st- it stems from the hockey rivalry. It's because it, of Tavares going to Toronto. I can believe that, but that's so stupid. Hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, so it, sat, early Saturday is where it's where it really is. Six, seven, seven, seven thirty. That's that's what you want to be watching. 
get yeah. that get that Xbox premium ESPN split screen going. That's what you want. All four of those, divvy it up. And uh, I know what the people want, Peach. The duckies? The people want to hear the ducks. It's the week 10 picks of the week brought to you by our friends over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. That's playpickup.com. Like we mentioned, we start things off in Colorado this weekend, February 3rd, 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's the Georgia Swarm, the Colorado Mammoth. No Dylan Ward, allegedly. He was placed on IR on January 28th, so I don't know how long he will be out. Uh, Georgia still looking for their first win of the season. To me, though, even without Dylan Ward, for Colorado to keep that within four against the Super Seals, that's super impressive. And when Georgia's really just got Lyle and Jordan McIntosh, and then a whole bunch of question marks. I'm going with Colorado at home. We know the rules of teams that get voted off my island. So the DJ Col- spoken. <laughs> Colorado it is. <laughs> so there it is. We're the same on Friday night. Moving to Saturday, Calgary at Halifax, arguably game of the week. Um, two teams, you know, fighting for positioning in their stands trying to hit that you know spike of of wins trying to build those records uh i like this matchup a lot i think they're too like there's a lot of like things that calgary does well that halifax can combat and there's a lot of things that halifax does well that i think calgary can combat two great goalies show you know facing off here um but i'm going with the home team play maxine Give me the Halifax Thunderbirds. Hmm. This is interesting. Calgary's given up about 10 goals a game. Halifax has given up 11 goals a game. Calgary is scoring 11 goals a game. Halifax is scoring 14. Remember, Halifax is probably a little inflated because they had 18 against the Wings week one, and then they just had 17. And they had 20. That's right. Not that you're a gam. Not that you're a gambling man. I'm just saying that's three out of their four wins. But Halifax is favored by one and a half, uh, sports betting wise. But for anybody new to the program, we just go straight up wins. We don't do lines. I'm gonna have to go Halifax as well. Um, and this one's down to Jake Weathers. Um, I think he's just going to give them the ball enough to where they'll have just more opportunities to score. It's going to be fun, Jake and like Zach Courier being in that transition mix. That's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. Uh, next up, New York Riptide at the Toronto Rock, 7 p.m. Sorry about it, New York. I love you guys. 
phenomenal people working there great dudes on the team uh but the toronto rock are in uh territory of i just simply cannot pick against them right now so give me the rock man you know it's crazy the one time i went against the riptide this year they won <laughs> that's making me question do i want to just keep going against them and taking that l so that they could win <laughs> or do i want to have optimism for myself and pick them and then they lose i honestly don't think they have It's just so hard to say they don't have enough offensively when they easily do. I don't think they have enough defensively. Yeah, I think it's the defensive side of the ball this time. Um, Comparing to this Rock offense that has exploded the last couple games and is slowly working themselves into maybe a top seed in the East. If If Buffalo loses to Rochester this week and Toronto wins, they leapfrog Buffalo. Yep, yep. I like Toronto. Yeah, we need a different game in here somewhere. I'm sure we'll have it on this next one. Uh, the Albany Firewolves head to Philadelphia to take on the Wings. Mitch Jones' Philly debut. Uh, Albany, I think, had a bye last week, if I'm not mistaken, because they're only two and three. Um, I... I hate this game, pick-wise. Um, it's just so tough. This is, like, one of the tougher games to kind of, like, navigate through. Um, but I'm going to say there's an X factor. And I want to congratulate the boy. Just got his 1,000th face-off win. I think TB9 at the stripe is a game changer in this game to get the wings possessions Joey Rez playing against his former team I think there's going to be some you know bulletin board motivation there I'm going to go wings I think it's going to be close it's going to be one of those ones where we're you know up in the press box just like holding on for dear life but I think the wings come through and you know this Mitch Jones trade helps spark uh, a streak of wins here for the Wings. Um, you were right. I'm going to have to pick Albany uh, strictly off the fact that Miss Jones is coming in and disrupting the offense that really had no rhythm anyway. So they're all still finding their way. It's the blind leading the blind right now, if you ask me. Uh, and that defense is, is crazy anyway. They do take a little bit of a hit in the face-off area in terms of Joan Ardella not being there, but I think they have enough everywhere else. Dougie James has played pretty good to start the year. Um, and I trust that the Albany offense can get it going against Philly and their defense. So, so far, just looking I'll at Albany. sportsbook-wise here, uh, on the money line side of things, um, this is the first game, and I think the this is the only game of the weekend where the money line, both teams are minus odds. Wings are minus 125 on the money line. Albany's minus 105. 
So it truly is kind of a, a pick em this week with that game. Yep. Uh, moving on to 7.30 in Buffalo, Rochester, Nighthawks, Buffalo Bandits. <sighs> Rochester finally took that L in kind of, you know, punch-in-the-mouth fashion. Buffalo's at home. They're playing unbelievable right now. But you know what? I think Rochester gets a, a bounce back. I think in a shootout of a game. It's going to be back and forth just like the first matchup between these guys. Except I don't think Rochester's going to have one of those four-goal runs that Buffalo can't answer. I'm going to go Rochester to pull a quote-unquote upset and get a dub and bounce back after a loss. What's up? Buffalo has a chance to be back in first place where they feel like they belong. Back where they've been for a while, the past couple of years. They have a chance to avenge an earlier loss this season to the Ferry Rochester team, where they traveled to Rochester and lost. They are at home. They've been playing well the past three games, four games. And I mean, well. Josh Byrne, Dan Smith are doing their thing on the offensive head. Tohoka's coming alive. And then you still get your odd-in help from, you know, Buchanan and guys like that. Rochester, on the other hand, first loss, feeling salty. Still have arguably the best team in the league since they only have one L and didn't really lose by a bunch. And didn't look to be out of that game ever, really. It's tough to say who can really win this game other than this is game number two that we're differing on because there's no way Buffalo loses this game at home to a team they already lost to this year. It's the home factor for me. Buffalo has been crazy. And now that the Bills lost, all they got <laughs> are the Bandits. It's, it's the Bandits and the Sabres. Um uh... So. Now we move to the nightcaps. Uh, the Purple People Eater matchup. Panther City at San Diego. I think this game's just going to be fun. Um, I'm going San Diego, but I think Panther City's just going to keep it fun and interesting. Um, but I'm going Seals. If the matchup we just talked about wasn't happening this week. This has very strong considerations to be game of the week. The only other one I would really throw up is Calgary-Halifax. Just in terms of how Panther City plays, the star power that San Diego has, the colored dynamic jersey matchup is going to be awesome. There's so many odd-end things that are good about this game that don't have anything to do with the players that I'm here for. <laughs> um, 
So maybe I'll end up watching this game for that standpoint alone. Is no, I won't actually because I'll be doing other stuff. Actually, I think about it. I'll watch it later. Um, but I'll have that in mind of trying to take a guess of what color jerseys they're wearing or how and how aesthetically pleasing it'll be. But I trust San Diego to take care of business. I have no clue if they're wearing their black uniforms, but this is a prime spot for San Diego to wear their black uniforms while Panther City's wearing white. Yes. Next 10 o'clock game, Saskatchewan, Vancouver. We laid to rest the Vancouver Warriors season. You already know where I'm going. You already know where Deej is going. We're both going Saskatchewan. As I say that, watch Deej be like, nah, bro, I'm going Vancouver. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going Saskatchewan. That would have been funny as hell. It'd be like, bro, pause. <laughs> Saskatoon are my guys right now. They've been balling this year. I like them a lot. I, the, the green color colorway is still knocking a few points off for me right now. I always forget that you're not a fan. But I could, I could get, I could get jiggy with them. Last game, ten thirty, Colorado at Las Vegas. I think this game's gonna be frisky. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this one just yet. Deej, do you know how you're picking? I think Colorado splits. It's hard to win back-to-backs. Buffalo kind of fought through it and and powered through a very tough scenario last week and looked good while doing it, but that is not something everyone can do. That's not easy to do. They didn't do it easily. They didn't even look easy to them. It looked hard, honestly. Um and Colorado's no slouch even without Dylan Ward, but Georgia is going to be a tough team to beat regardless because of who they have on the offensive end and how hard that defense is going to work without Dylan Ward back there. It's a different scenario. And as a defenseman, other defensemen know you play different for different goalies because of their goalie styles and everything. It throws you off mid-season when you got to switch from one guy to another. All of that goes into factor here. I think they take care of business against Georgia, like I mentioned earlier, but it's going to take a toll and then to turn around and play the very next day on the road, even though it's not too far, still matters. I think they split and Vegas takes one. I'm going to go Colorado. I don't know. I just believe in their offense to kind of, you know, overpower what Vegas's offense has been able to do. We've seen Vegas's offense go in spurts, obviously, especially in that Vancouver game when they won their first game in franchise history. But we haven't seen that consistently. But we've seen that ability from Colorado time and time again where guys can just get hot, whether it's C-Rob, Zed, you know, the list goes on and on. I'm going to go Colorado. Um, I just don't feel confident picking Vegas yet until we see some consistency of winning. Uh, plus, they beat a dead team. So, <laughs> to recap here, we're both going Colorado against Georgia. We're both going Halifax. We're both going Toronto. I'm going Wingies. You're going Firewolves. I'm going Rochester. You're going Buffalo. We're both going San Diego. We're both going Saskatoon boys, Saskatchewan Rush. Then I'm going Colorado, and you're going Las Vegas, and those are our Week 10 NLL Picks of the Week, brought to you by the homies over at Pickup. Deej, we called our shot. Well, I should say I called our shot on the tweet machine today. Uh, was just feeling frisky, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put the people who we have talked about in private conversations, in public conversations. And everything in between, 
I'm going to put them on notice. I'm going to say, hey, you're, co- you're coming on the pod. This, this is the year. So I tweeted today at 2.49 p.m. on February 2nd. This is the year we get Will Manny, Marcus Holman, Kyle Harrison, Adam Gittleman, Jordan McIntosh, Kieran McCardle, Jake Withers, Jake Carraway, Eddie Glazner, Paul Rabel, and more on at OTB Laxpod with a gift saying, I can feel it. I want your genuine reaction outside of your tweet, just your genuine reaction when you saw that tweet. What was your brain saying? <laughs> Who in the fuck? <laughs> I was I literally genuinely was so lost because I was like, who has he been talking to? When has he been talking to these people? I am just like, wait, wait, wait. These people coming on pod? When? Let me make sure I got a haircut. Let me, like, I'm, I can't be, can't be getting caught slipping if we got K18 coming on the pod. Like, I got to look right. Like, Facts. <laughs> we, we got goats coming through the door. Like, I got it. I got to present the right way. I got to be sheared like a sheep if a goat's coming through. <laughs> Man, imagine we pull in Lars Tiffany or something. Like, I got to be to the nines. I got to go buy some Virginia Lax stuff just to throw on. Oh, yeah, this is also the year we get Coach Tillman on the pod, by the way, everybody. I'm down for it. Um, But I think that's a, a healthy list of people that I think we've talked about wanting to get on the pod. There's others. That's why I said and more. You know, we've talked about, obviously, it's going to happen. We just want the right time for the boy Colin Squires. I want to get Ryan Smith on this show because after having him in that one press conference, I was like, I need to talk to this guy for an hour because he's so just well-spoken and like, I just listen to him like talk ball all day long. Um, but there's a list. That's just some of the list. We were just calling our shot. Jordan McIntosh then proceeded to follow the podcast. So J Mac. How we doing? Hit me up. Let's do this thing. Um, there's a list of a whole lot of people. There's, and they come. What did Dion say? Pack your bags because they come. They come. And it's designer. <laughs> it's, it's Louis. <laughs> we got the we got the list that is Louis. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> uh, but I just felt like we had to call our shot. You know, we, we've been getting recognized um, and respected for our game lately. And these are some guys that when we when we were just young boys, before Deej was on the pod, that we wanted to have on the pod. And since Deej has been on the pod, he's agreed. I'm, I'm still young. Yeah. Lucky <laughs> bastard. <laughs> That we felt should have been on the pod years ago, so I said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna shoot our shot and be like Steph Curry." Hey, seems like J Max down though. I think so, because he so, did it pretty quick. That was a quick return on investment there for J Mac. Will Manny liked the tweet, so I think that is Will saying, "Hey boys, hit me up, hit me up." Uh, 
we have a loaded list of future guests that we haven't even mentioned here. I think there's about three or four that we know are going to happen. We're just working on the calculating the proper pipelines and everything. We didn't even mention a big name. We got to get on ASAP. JGJ. Newest coach of the Redlands. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. We're working on that. Don't you worry. We got, we got, we got the two lines of communication. For I, that. I mean, I'll plant the seed later this month. I seen that on the twenty second. Oh, true. That's when he plays Adrian. You gotta vlog that. <laughs> I just might have to. I, I literally just might have to. That's gonna be yeah. so worth it. Um, but yeah, we're working on some some guests and everything. I know it's been a while since we've had a guest on. Um. Don't worry, we're we're working, we're working our underground pipelines to uh, deliver some incredible content. And uh, I don't have the credential yet, but I'm applying this weekend, and more than likely will be approved. I'll be at the championship of the PLL Championship Series on February 26th. So if you're going to be in Virginia, come say what's up. I think CFO Margie's pulling through. So hey. come say what's up. Um, there we go. So we'll be there and uh, doing some things for the championship game. Um, also very cool, uh, the Bandits game, was it? No, it was the Rock game. I saw the homie, friend of the program, Sarah Griffin, um, was at the Wings game a couple weeks ago, so that was dope to see Sarah. Um, but, yeah, we're working we're working our, our puppeteering powers to get – people on the pod uh and if there's somebody that you want us to have on the pod literally comment on youtube on this video people you want us to have on the pod whether they are college coaches pro nll pll whatever it may be comment on youtube leave it in the apple podcast description tweet at us dm us on twitter or instagram let us know like we obviously like we want you guys to hear from people that you want to hear from as well. Um, so let us know who you want us to call our shot with. Y'all said Josiah. I'm saying. Is that what I heard out there? Hello? Can you repeat yourself? You said what? <laughs> Louder for those of us in the back. Uh, last bit here. Um, brought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer, official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use that all new and improved Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. You can get at the Wells Fargo Center if you're at the Wings game on Saturday. You can get big Kenny's at the Wells Fargo Center. Go do that. Uh, DH College Lacrosse starts this weekend yes sir i'm uh i'm excited college across is is one of my favorite times of the year it's uh one of the first ways i really got in um i'll talk about it a lot kind of just randomly stumbling across it in middle school and not really paying any real attention to it and then getting into it later in high school and watching the 2016 national championship which 
Diggs was watching some highlight tape of that earlier this week, and uh, he talked about how nuts Chris Kluch was back then, which if you know anything about Chris Kluch and his time at North Carolina, you know exactly what he's talking about. Uh, I'm just excited for that kind of stuff to be coming back. Um, Sam Hanley at Penn, insane perk, but like on steroids because he's a better passer. Crazy good. Um, Honestly, or obviously Connor uh, Schellenberger is what it is. Fantastic kid. Kavanaugh tearing it up at Notre Dame. That seems like it's supposed to happen. Like, it seems like the world will fall apart when Kavanaugh stopped going to Notre Dame and aren't playing lacrosse there and doing well. I'll be concerned. Uh, so, you know, there's there's tons there to look at in, in terms of, you know, Tucker Dorkovic going to Georgetown and, and, and them stacking up a later rolled super team down there. Um, Brett Maker switching from 43 to 1, wearing the, the number one at Maryland as a defenseman. Um, juice in the veins now, please. I don't know the last time a defenseman has wore the number one at Maryland, but I'm here for it, and I can't wait for that. Also, Joey, Joey Ballin up in Syracuse, down in the 22. He gets his breakout or his uh, debut on, on Saturday. Um, excuse me, Bo Lockwood in Michigan. They start this weekend as well. And next weekend, they open up on ESPN against Virginia. So that's going to be fun to watch. So there's tons of, of storylines. I didn't look too much at the preseason rankings because I never do. They don't mean much. It's preseason rankings. It's people looking at a list of names and picking who they think is going to do the best based off of the past and based off of guys in high school who are supposed to come in and make an impact. Never really not because, like we mentioned, with these NLL teams, chemistry. That's an even bigger thing in, in college. Guys are still kids. They're still learning. And, and there's so much going on there that you can't imagine that these teams are really 100% locked in, good to go, game one. There's going to be a lot of mistakes. they got a, a lot of moving parts and things like that. So it's going to be an interesting week one, interesting week two, three. Um, but I do expect the ACC to – run away far and beyond with this year. Um, Big Ten will obviously send a Hopkins or a a Maryland, of course, um, that kind of thing up there. But also, um, the SOCON was dismantled, so everybody went elsewhere, like A-10, Sunbelt, that kind of stuff. So I'm excited for those teams to see, you know, um, what's going on with High Point, like all those places going to the new conferences and how that fares out for D1 lacrosse. Um, So other than that, I just want to see the – my biggest thing with college lacrosse right now is an initiative for women's lacrosse at a club level at some of these D1 schools. So then those D1 schools can go legitimate because that's what's holding them back is they have club D1 teams for men, but they don't have the same thing for the women, so they can't be Division One teams. The Big Ten could have their normal conference. The Pac-12 could have their normal conference. The Big 12, the SEC, like all of those teams have D1 
college lacrosse team. They make up the MCLA, which not taking anything away from the MCLA, it can still exist. We see Michigan, who has a club team in the MCLA, Ohio State, Penn State, Maryland, Hopkins, Virginia, Duke, Utah, all have a Division One and a club team that are playing in the MCLA. So it's like it can be done in both respects. Like that's start pushing across the way it needs to be because college lacrosse, college lacrosse can be just as big as we see college basketball is in, in terms of turning May into May Madness or, you know, finding something like that where Memorial Day weekend is exactly that. It's it's the weekend we all really look forward to. Which we got news today. We might be there. <clears throat> this for the real ones who've listened all the way through. Um, yeah, and I mean, this is our call out too. If you're a college lacrosse player and you want to come on the show. I know Drake Porter is the king. Nobody will dethrone the king. He's the first ever and still the only to this day. Um, but if you're a college player, you listen to the show or you want to come on the show, you know a college player that you want us to talk to, we'll navigate the pipeline of communication and everything with the school if they need to do that or whatever it may be. Um, hit us up. DM us at OTBLaxPod. Twitter, Instagram, let us know. We'll... Uh, We'll make that happen. Um, that's all we got for you guys, though. Make sure you're following us at OTB Laxpod, Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you follow Deej on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's linked in the description on YouTube as well. Um, so go subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Let us know all your thoughts on everything we talked about on this episode. Share it with your people. Subscribe, 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 and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. That's where you get full video episodes of OTB. You get OTB cast live streams, interviews, shorts, original content, and every podcast on our network is on this YouTube channel. So go subscribe, smash that like button, ring the bell icon. We're almost at 400 subscribers. We're at 371 right now. Go subscribe. Big thank you to PHI Apparel Company for being our official merch providers. Make sure you guys go get your merch, phiapparel.co. Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch. Tag us when you get it. And this has been episode number 259 of the allegedly award-nominated, honorably mentioned, number nine NCAA, NCAA ranked, and of course, viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box Podcast, the official lacrosse podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Deej, KB, until next week, we are getting the heck up out of here. Peace. Peace. And that's outside the box.